This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Joe. We're here until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Larry, I'm fine. Are you okay? I'm okay, but... We've got two guys oh. who are miserable. Right, I feel bad for them. We suck. I, feel I don't know who. I don't know who feels worse. Joe, would, who's the Net fan, or Harvey, who is the Devils fan. I, I, I have to think it's probably Harvey. I think it's Joe. Why do you think it's Joe? Gordon uh, Embiid was half a person. Mm-hmm. Harden gets kicked out. Embiid might have probably should have been kicked out Absolutely. early on too. Yeah, well, if, if if he had been kicked out, then Harden would have stayed. <laughs> so you would have lo- you wouldn't have lost both of them. You you lose one. All right, so you would have lost one anyway. But they had the lead, Gordon. They did. Nets had the lead late. They did. They had that the lead with, with over two minutes left. So they had the lead. They you know. So I think in this scenario, for me, I think Joe feels the worst. Now, Harvey can't feel good. See, uh, I think Harvey feels the worst because his team has been embarrassed. I mean, there's no real other way to put it. And 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 look, the Nets were not expected to win that series. You you would mm-hmm. like to see them win a game. They won a game. Call it right then and there. You're mm-hmm. good to go. Right. Uh, and they did have their chances tonight for sure. And the Devils really, uh, outside of early on, did not. <laughs> outside of the national anthem, did not. But coming into this series, it seemed like a lot of people, and again, I don't know anything about hockey, but it seemed like a lot of people thought the Devils were going to be a live team. They had the home mm-hmm. ice advantage. Yep, had a great season. Had a great season. Yeah. Young, fresh legs, yeah. right? They'll be flying around the ice. And uh, they they have been exposed in this series as not being nearly on the level of the Rangers through two games. But Harvey's got two more games. Oh, you think? Yeah. Harvey's got two more games. I'll tell you this. I think that yes. might be all he has. <laughs> it, might be, it might be over and out. Yeah, and Joe may only have one. Yeah, well, I would think, yeah. I mean, you'd have to think that was the Nets' chance to steal one. That's what I'm saying. Unless, unless they review us watching... Oh, unless Harden gets kicked out, yeah, suspended unless, for game two. Yeah, for, they could always three. go back and look at that uh, the Embiid play too with the yeah. kick. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets kicked out. Yeah. Shortage, short of of one of the Sixers superstars getting kicked out. And look, it might be a benefit to the Sixers if Harden gets kicked out. <laughs> He's got to play the series. <laughs> might actually benefit yeah, they them. Needed, they needed Maxi to be kicked out, not Harden. Yeah, yeah. That's what they need to get kicked out. Yeah. So, so both of them suffering tonight. It's not easy. It's tough. Tough show for them. It is. It is. It is. But they're troopers. So what what we'll do is we'll be as brief and painless as possible. All right. Just after both of their teams were exposed tonight and really kind of embarrassed on the national stage. So now the Rangers will come home. Yeah. And they have a two nothing lead. And, you know, three is going to be interesting because I think the devils in the first period tonight, as you mentioned, they played, they played well. They had the lead, Mm -hmm. finally got a power play goal short, Mm -hmm. you know, power play. And so I think that they will, you know, they'll feed on that. They understand that they've got to win this game. Must so win. we'll see. We'll see how they perform. And the, and the only thing I will say to Harvey is this: with a young team like this, this experience, Gordon, even though they're being outplayed and it hasn't worked out for them, the experience is invaluable. The experience of being in the postseason, understanding what it takes, understanding going through the, being on the in enemy territory, seeing what's going to happen in the garden. This is this will build 
this will give them playoff experience. That's that, and it means what I'm saying, Gordon. I understand it means nothing to Harvey right now. Doesn't mean nothing it means less nothing. than nothing. 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 But but after it's all over, that's what he has to take. With See, him. that's the perspective of a wise older sports fan trying to help you out. Trying to bring Who, people together. Who's been where he is. Yes. <laughs> With multiple teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for Joe, you knew it was good. Like you said, winning a game would have been fan- is, is, is fantastic, and you still mm-hmm. have that opportunity to do that. Right now, it's not about it, it's about winning one game. You don't want to be swept. It's sim- simple as that. You don't want to be swept. You got to go down fighting. You had your moments in this one. You got to go down fighting. Okay, I'm done with that. Let's okay. move on. Because I don't want to. No, I don't want to. I don't want to beat him up too bad. No, let's move on for the rest of the night. So, Gordon, nine runs this afternoon. What happened? Uh, Look, they broke out. They didn't waste any time today. Yankees jumped out five runs in the first inning. Wow, kind of a cruising win from there. You know what? And look, I'm happy they won another series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any any series they're winning right now with a team as banged up as it is and and not getting good news on Rodon and all that type of stuff, uh, it's all good. Great, yes. uh, especially with Stanton going to be gone for a long period of time. I, yes. I'm still not concerned. I, I'm still not feeling great about this offense. What when the series was done and I'm sitting there watching the game today, I, I just think, what a loser organization the Angels are. Yeah, they're already under 500 this year. Do you I realize? Know. I looked it up there before. They have not finished above 500. Even I'm not even saying be good, just above <laughs> 500, Larry. Uh huh. Since I think it's 2015. Let me check. Let me take a look again. Okay. Sometimes I see things wrong. But I mean, every single year, you kind of think, story. well, you know, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Angels can do something this time around, right? Maybe, Same maybe this is the year. And they normally get off to a pretty good start and they then just die. Right. Like, last year they got off to year? a like decent 14, start. They won 14 straight, died. Never, never, never heard from them again. I, I mean, last year they were 73 and 89, Larry. Yeah, they've not finished above 500 since 2015, and they've had uh, they finished in second place in 2017. They were 80 and 82, so obviously the division was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then last year they finished in third place, but every year they're out of it by May. Yeah, and here they have two of the preeminent stars of the game, and it looks you know all the conversation throughout the season is going to be about where Otani's going, where Otani's going. I got to kind of start to wonder about Mike Trout. Like, if it, yeah, are you content yeah. just wasting your career playing yeah. for an organization that cannot find their way? It's not normal for an organization that spends some amount. Of, I don't know what the Angels' payroll is, but it's not bottom five for you never to compete. They never compete. They're like never. the Lions of, the, uh, of, of baseball lately. It's bad. It's and terrible. they have a better player than the Lions. Right. They've not made the playoffs since 2014. So basically for a decade, they have not made the playoffs in baseball. Uh, that's, that is weak. And as Jeff Passan says, Gordon, uh, as you mentioned trading, where is he going to go? Passan says, oh, if the Angels aren't in contention, and by your stats, they won't be. No. He's leaving. Here's Jeff Passan. We'll get to him in a second. Okay. But he he was very adamant about the fact that they're going to move him. Could could he be coming to the Bronx? You would have to think that the Mets are, in terms of free agency, the Mets would be the 
I don't know if they're the betting favorite, but they got to be pretty high up. I mean, what about the Yankees? Well, the Yankees, unfortunately, do operate with a budget. Now they will have some money coming off the payroll this this winter, depending on uh, you know if things don't change all that much with uh, mm-hmm. Donaldson's contract and some other guys. Yeah. But the Mets don't really operate with a budget. The only question no. there is, does he want to play on the East Coast? Because remember, when he first came to the states, when he first came to MLB. The talk was Yankees, 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 and the Yankees were like crossed off the list very quickly because he didn't right. want to play on the East Coast. So well, I would think it's the Dodgers and the Mets. If he wants to play on the East Coast, I think the favorites have to be the Mets. If he still wants to play on the West Coast, the Dodgers, who didn't do anything really this offseason in terms of spending money, it would seem like they would have a slot there, and they, they collect stars, and he is there's no bigger star right now in baseball than Shohei Otani. Here's Jeff Passan. There's one number that we need to be looking at when it comes to Shohei Otani's future, and that is the Los Angeles Angels record. Because as long as the Angels are in contention, as long as the Angels have hope for a playoff spot, Shohei Otani's probably not going to be traded at the deadline this year. But if the Angels fall out of contention, and if, you know, it's just more of the same as it's been over the last five years that he's been there, he could be traded and he will definitely leave. And seeing him at Yankee Stadium, seeing Aaron Judge rob him of a home run, seeing him hit another earlier in the series, seeing him do everything that he's been doing for the last three years when he's been the best player on the planet, shows you why the Los Angeles Dodgers and New York Mets are going to be the two teams that are butting heads with the Giants and the Yankees and the Mariners and perhaps others on the periphery to pay the guy $500 million plus million. That's where the bidding is going to start, and it's only going to get higher than that because this guy is simply better than everyone seattle can you see him in seattle gordon well i I guess you have to kind of consider them because they are on the west coast and maybe that's the team he wants to go to uh that it's going to be a huge jump in payroll and the fact that that jeff is saying 500 million is where it starts uh, yeah it's not going to end there i can tell you that there's going to be more than one bid at 500 million if you told me he signed for 500 million dollars i'd be surprised it's that low yeah and it's not seattle I would not think it's Seattle. Seattle's weather's like New York. <laughs> yeah, I would not think it's Seattle. I would think the Giants, too. I mean, the Giants have yeah, to be considered could. players because they missed yeah. out on Judge last offseason, Correa. They did. They did. Uh, I'm, I'm not – got to be honest with you, Gordon. I wouldn't – as a Met fan, I, would I love to have him? Absolutely. I, I, I'm not sleeping on the Yankees with this one. I think oh, there's no, pressure I, look, on the Yankees. I, I don't think you can ever – pressure. Yeah, that they have to bring in somebody. I think mm-hmm. Steinbrenner's the Steinbrenner family's been taking a lot of heat, and if this guy is available, I think you have to make a play for him. Although I will say this, and this is why this is what I wanted to say last night, but I didn't want to jinx. Right? Yeah. One more game. He has not really been great here. I mean, he he's had a home been, run. This, no. He's not Gordon. If if he's auditioning to play with the Yankees, he's not been great. He hasn't pitched well here, and aside from that home run, he really hasn't hit well here. No. But uh, uh, but you'll still take him, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it is a very small sample size. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you'd have that going for you. So, but uh, I'm Can sure take New team, York, Gordon. If and if and when. Now, I do not think the Yankees would trade for him. I'd be surprised at that. Right. Okay. Because but I don't not? think Cashman Cashman Volpe generally doesn't and... like to tr- to trade assets and then pay money as well. Well, this this but there are always exceptions. There are. And, and, and this guy's an exception. This guy, yeah, that should be his nickname, the exception. I mean, you know. Because he's not like anybody. Plus, you, you, he's filling two roles for you. Yeah. He pitches and he plays in, in the outfield. So, I mean, give me a break. And he can DH. I mean, come on, Gordon. Uh, 
he's he's amazing. He'd be perfect in he'd be perfect is, in Queens. <laughs> he is unlike anything really we've ever seen. I mean, and and really in any sport, that would be the hitter I'm looking for in my lineup. It is, you know. And I was I was saying to the guys before the show while they were you know kicking rocks and and, and putting their hands in their pockets, all depressed about their sports teams. Why is anyone pitching to Pete Alonso anymore? I I don't get it. I don't get it. It's the same thing you said last year this time. Tonight, hitting behind him tonight is Tommy Pham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'll, I'll take on Tommy Pham. Any, every day and twice on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he is red hot. He, he seems like he's Fire. poised to have just an absolute monster season, the home run tonight. Uh-huh. Um, well, it didn't, it didn't clear the wall by a lot, but it had that sound to it as soon yeah. as it left the bat. It's heavy air in Frisco. Because it just mm-hmm. died when it got to the wall. But Singer's given up a couple of home runs, and now he's got runners on first and second uh, with one out. So we'll see what happens. It's now 5-2 as the Giants bat in the bottom of the fifth. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Quick trip to the ballpark tonight because the Yankees played this afternoon and the Mets are still playing, holding on to a 5-4 lead. So, Gordon, we begin in the Bronx where, as we mentioned, it was a really, really, really good day for the Yankees. You had uh, Rizzo with an RBI, DJ LeMay who had an RBI, three from Torino, two from IKF, and another two from Peraza. And the Yankees roll 9-3, and Nestor Cortez, Gordon again, very good. Very good. Had one bad inning. Otherwise, he was he was, <laughs> keep, he was was typical Nestor Cortez. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Take a little off, up in the strike zone, down, location, location, location. Yeah, and Rizzo, I mean, when they announced the new rule changes about the shift, I think one of the first people that I thought of as a Yankee fan is is how it would impact a guy like Anthony Rizzo, and it absolutely has. You know, Rizzo, he wasn't always like a 240, 250 guy. He used to hit in, in the 270s and the 280s, but over the years, because of that shift, it's, it's swallowed up more of his hits, and, you know, he was dropping into the 240. Last year, I think he hit 220 or something like that. Yeah. So he has uh, it's immediately paid dividends for him. He's 311 right now, a 411 on base percentage, 557 slugging. So he's gotten off to a very good start. Three hits, three for three today. His average, I know it's early, 344 and had a couple of walks. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and had a couple of walks. So. Yeah, he's a guy that walks a lot and really doesn't strike out that much. Nope. He had a really great day today for the Yankees. Uh, afterwards... Gordon, it's uh, you know, let's do a quick answers with Aaron. Okay, let's do it right now. All right. So one of the, one of the guys I mentioned not only had uh, an RBI today, a couple of RBIs and IKF, but Gordon, he was he made some pretty good plays in the outfield today. Pretty pretty good. So Aaron Boone was asked about IKF's abilities to play outfield, even though he's always played the infield. So what do you think the Yankee manager had to say? Um, well, I'm guessing he's not going to say that he misread those balls, and that's why they look like sensational plays. Uh, I'm sure he'll give, uh, you know, uh, he'll give credit to the player. He'll, he'll make it out like, you know, we, we knew he could do this. You know, we, we, we knew what uh, he was capable of, and with his, um, with his abilities and his speed, we knew that he would, ma- he would make the transition, and it's good to see the, the results paying off for him or something along those lines. 
Here's Aaron Boone or IKF's ability in center field. Answers with Aaron. That's what we saw, and it's you know now you got to see it translate in games. But we were really encouraged by what we saw right away. You know today was tough sun out there. First one he kind of lost in the sun and had to refind it. The second one cost him a little bit of a jump coming in, but he's he's got that athleticism and foot speed to make up on it. And then that play on on Ward was. That was legit. But yeah, right away, you know, and just even talking to Louie the first day we had him, you know, on the backfields doing it, Louie was kind of like, felt like he took to it right away. And then when we saw him move around out there, he he looks real natural. All right. So, Gordon, very good. Um, you, you, come on. It's, 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 that one's an, so that easy, was right? an easy one. Yeah. But now he did admit that he lost the first one. Which you were a little surprised. I'm surprised. Well, you know, it's only because <laughs> things went well. If he had dropped that one, he would not have said, "Oh, he lost it." You know, he, he misread it, and no. So no he, negativity he, around here, Larry. Here's one I'm trying to figure. I'm not going to put you on the spot with this one, Gordon. Okay. I'm not even going to do that. But this is what Aaron Boone was asked: <laughs> What impresses you about Volpe's abs? Controls the strike zone. Whether he's behind in the count, ahead in the count, he just does a really good job of laying off of pitchers' pitches, pitches where they're trying to get him to chase. And we've really seen that start to take hold here this this last week. Okay, so he means his abs, not his yes. abs, his, yes, his, his abdomen ABs. muscles. No, okay, yes. that makes more yeah. sense. That, makes, yeah. that would have been a weird question to it ask. Would have been, it would have been right. Yeah, yeah, because I saw I saw abs. I'm like, really? Huh? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Almost said, what the? Never mind. Huh? Uh, hey, Gordon. Max Scherzer's done. I saw that. Suspended. 10-game suspension. Here's what Scherzer had to say. Uh, I got suspended today, 10 games. Uh, looked at the, I went through the appeal process. Uh, looked at what that appeal process is going to look like. Uh, I thought I was going to get in front of a neutral arbitrator, but I wasn't. Uh, I was going to be through MLB. So given that uh, process, I really you know, it wasn't going to come out on top, uh, given that. Uh, the best thing for the Mets, uh, I'm a follow what the Mets wanted me to do, and that was uh, to accept the expen- uh, suspension uh, and, and come to a settlement with that. I came in a settlement with MLB on what the fine should be and and move forward in that. So that's the best thing for the Mets at this point in time. Starts tonight. Yes. Now, Max, how tough is it to accept the suspension? Extremely difficult. For me, uh, I just I hope that we can modify the rule. You know, we want, the, the intent of this rule was to try to clean up the game of cleaning up the, you know, stuff that was really inc- causing spin rates to spike and all that stuff. It, I don't think it was a, intended to, you know, crack down on pitchers that were using legal substances. I used legal substances. I did it, you know, I did it. You know, for me, I wish there was a modification to uh, bring spin rates into play uh, to be able to let that be the threshold uh, of when the umpire can check. I mean, that's what you guys asked me about. That's what we talked about yesterday is, you know, hey, I'm pitching, but my spin rates are normal range. You know, I, I still don't understand how I'm deemed cheating or, you know, guilty of that uh, without that going on. So, like I said, hopefully uh, cooler heads can prevail and here in the future and we can make an adjustment to this rule so that, you know, we can make the game better. All right, Max, what about your reputation during the suspension? You think it's safe? No, I, I faced the Dodgers. I told them, well, I, you know, I, got, I know those guys. I told them, hey, this is what I did. They understood. They know me. I, I got my reputation in the game. The players understand. The players understand this. Players understand what I did. They know, they, know, they know what I'm about. All right. And finally, on this subject, Gordon, let's hear from David Cohn. He was on ESPN talking about what MLB has to do to kind of rein this in a little better. 
Anybody uh, who watches the game knows that rosin is legal. You have a rosin bag on the mound. Different types of rosin, the powder rosin or the rock rosin, depending on the weather, can be really sticky and work very well. The question is, is just leave it on the mound and use that rosin bag, or whether you have one in the dugout or one in your locker, or whether you're using it on your glove. I think that's where they're trying to draw the line. So that's what Domingo Herman had going on. He was using his own rosin bag on the bench. He wasn't even actually using the one on the mound. So that's going to be something that they're going to follow closely in terms of, hey, wait a minute, you can can only use the rosin bag on the mound at this point. They're really watching the spin rates. They're really watching the bumps uh, in terms of guys having spin rates change inning to inning or start to start. Every pitch can be measured nowadays, so it's sort of like a, a state trooper on the side of the road with a radar gun. You know, they're watching. They're going to set a precedent. They're going to catch you every now and then, and they're going to hope everybody else falls in the line. Gordon, this is a big mess. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a big mess. It's going to take a lot to try to rein this in. Well, I think that that's where it has to start. I think that you should be allowed to do whatever as long as your spin rates, and we kind of know what the baseline is for guys now, as long as they don't jump up. Because if you are cheating, you're not gaining an advantage unless your spin rates jump up. So that, I think, has – because that's something that's measurable, right? Like, that's not open to interpretation. I think that's the real problem with the way they're, they're governing the rule right now is – What's too sticky for one umpire is clearly not too sticky for another umpire. So I think it has to start with the spin rates. If you see a guy and his, and his spin rates are jumping by 100-whatever in an inning, then there has to be somebody that alerts the umpire, check him, see what's going on, because this, is, this does not mesh. Something stinks in Denmark. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll rein this in because it's a lot of confusion. It really is. Well, look, it's stupid. But if they're going to do it, at least do it. It has to be something that's verifiable, and right. it's and it's it, it's 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 across the board. It's not yep. something that's open to interpretation because we've seen with umpires or, or, or NFL refs when you leave things open to interpretation, that's where the problems really begin. You mean like the strike zone? Exactly. <laughs> or pass interference or roughing the passer. Especially roughing the passer. Oh, my God. Those rules are ridiculous. They are. They are. That's a quick look at uh, local baseball here on 98.7 ESPN. When we return, we'll take your phone calls. We'll take a quick trip to see what's going on at the uh, Jets and Giants facilities as they have, you know, these uh, the, the, off, the off-season workouts. And we'll preview the Knicks. We have a lot to do before we leave you at midnight here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Giants OTA is in the second, Gordon, but let's head to the phones. That's where Buddha's hanging out. Buddha from the Bronx. Start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Buddha. Hey, listen, you know, I love y'all guys to death. Sometimes I disagree with y'all. Sometimes I agree. But what I respectfully respect about both of you guys is you actually have a real opinion and you're not tied to this New York sports, uh, whatever you call it, mafia, whatever. You call it, whatever. You know, uh, let me ask you a question before I get into my point. What did you think about that Sixers-Nets game today? <laughs> it was it was physical. It's it's. Buddha, it was 80s basketball again. Only they just call stuff now. <laughs> hey, Gordon, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, I thought that uh, I thought that it, the ejection of Harden was ridiculous. Uh, I thought that that was stupid. I, I don't think that I would have necessarily wanted Embiid kicked out, but when you take a look at both plays, that one to me is far more egregious than the one that Harden had. And, and the Nets you know, just Gordon- kind of choked it away. 
You know, Gordon, I agree with you uh, 50,000%. And uh, I'll just say this much. This is the stuff that I try to explain to y'all about the Sixers. You know, not to explain to y'all. I mean, let me choose my words uh, carefully. This is what I try to express on on these airwaves about the Sixers is um, they won this game today. I come away not impressed at all. Um, You know, whether James Harden was ejected or not, I still need to upgrade at that position in terms of youth and in terms of dependability from game to game to game. Uh, A little disappointing, Joel, to be quite honest with you. You know, he got caught up in the nonsense, and it clearly affected his performance, which it should be the other way around because he's the dominant player. And if not for Tyrese Maxey and uh, P.J. Thugger, we lose that game tonight, you know. And like I said, you know, I'm I'm not concerned with the Nets because if I was concerned with the Nets, that's a bigger statement about the Sixers within itself than anything else. But you're not going to be able to beat a, a team like Boston, you know, playing like this. Once again, open shots, second, third rebounds, um, the, the aggressive plays. The Nets beat the Sixers and all that. The only mm-hmm. problem the Nets have is they just don't have talent. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> that, that's the only situation. If they have any form of talent, this series could be two to one, yeah. uh, you know, one to two, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, I was just going to end with this. You know, and, 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 and like I said, I love you guys to death. You guys are rational. You're impartial. Um, football-wise, neither one of you guys are the fans of the teams that play here. But um, we got the draft in like nine days. Mm-hmm. And I heard Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee. Uh, I've heard this person. I've heard that person. I've heard Ty Butler. I've heard Alan Hahn. I've heard all these people tell me that, you know, I shouldn't look at the team and say, what the hell are y'all doing trying to get some 39-year-old guy and going through all of this nonsense and everything. But, you know, at the end of it, the Jets still don't have a quarterback. Uh, you know, whether OTAs or any of those things mean anything to a guy who's uh, 39 years old who, let's be honest, has not won a big playoff game when he's had plenty of them at home. At home. Not on the road. At home. He hasn't won any of them in five years. Uh, he's lost to Colin Kaepernick twice. He's lost to Jimmy Garoppolo twice. He's lost to Tom Brady once. Uh, give me some hope, but my guys, t- tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. I'm sick of the Jets fans and their media and their nonsense. Tell me where I'm wrong. All right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Um, you're not wrong. He hasn't performed. What the Jets are hoping is that with what they hope is better talent around him, that he can somehow magically, because of how they view their defense and how they view their young talent, that he can magically help them take the next step because uh, they haven't been to the postseason in over a decade and they're, they're reaching for help. They're pulling – Gordon, they're, they're, they're doing the uh, Bart Scott line that he used to always have when he was playing for the Jets. They're pulling – they're breaking the glass and pulling the red button for emergency because that's what they do. They, they have to get to the postseason, and they feel since they missed on the quarterback, that's the best way for them to get there. That's what they're, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, this was not plan A. No. <laughs> this was not the way they drew it up a couple of years ago, for sure. And 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 Buddha's right. It's, this is not, you know, some people have made it out like it's this this flawless option, right? Oh, you bring in Aaron Rodgers and you're, you're guaranteed to have success. That's not the case. 
I think it's the best option that they had in front of them because they can go and get this guy. I think he's the best of the options that they had to win right now. And that's the thing, win right now. That's, that's important. They got to win right now. They don't have two years to, you know, maybe make the playoffs this year and then down the road. That, that, that would have worked if you still had um, Zach Wilson as your quarterback or if he worked out as the quarterback. Uh, they have to make the playoffs next year. And if you gave me all the options in front of me, which the Jets had, I, I agree that I think that Rodgers was the best option, but it is not by no stretch of the imagination a flawless option. It's not a perfect option by any stretch. No, not, in, not by any stretch at all. And to back up your point about Harden, Buddha Harden looks – he can't beat people going to the basket anymore, Gordon. You see, he struggles beating people. He, beat, you, he has to have a wide-open lane for him to beat you to the basket. And so his ability to penetrate, it costs you. So he doesn't have that ability. And then when he, you know, I mean, his only thing is his, his go-to move, putting the ball between his legs three, four, five, six times and falling backwards and hitting the jumper. And if he doesn't hit that jumper because he's put it up a long time, his legs are not what they used to be, you know, with injury and age and playing, he's not that type of player. That's why, you know, when Maxie handles the ball, Gordon, they are a far different team. They have pace. They pick the pace up. It's great. The reason why they love Harden bringing the basketball up is because, he doesn't rush up. He doesn't rush the ball up for Embiid. Embiid can t- can take a rest running up the court, you know, uh, not not quickly, but taking his time running up the court, and then they set the plays up around him. But you know, listen, he, James Harden is right now for them. They thought he was the best option, and he is a better option than unfortunately the person that they um, sent to Brooklyn yeah. in exchange yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, for as little as James Harden is giving you. Uh, ben Simmons clearly has given the Nets less. Jonathan's in L.A. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, once again, hello the show. Um, I called earlier for the TNK show. Ask uh, Don, what does he think about Bumgarner going with the Yanks? He said he's washed up already. That, I mean, they, that guy is done. But the last thing that I want is that, me as a Yankee fan, is that a team like the Astros come by, get him. We have to see him in October. Just another Verlander 2.0, and there goes our chance. I think right now, since we're down pitchers on Rodon and Severino, it doesn't hurt getting him. It doesn't. He's not going to cause basically a lot. And you never know. Take a chance with them and see how it goes. Instead of having Clark Schmidt there, what do you guys think about it? And once again, actually, keep up the good he, work. Thank I, you. I mean, unless the Yankees see something, uh, and I don't know what his uh, his the, you know the new age stats are saying about his spin rates or his velocity or anything like that, but he. he Think about how bad he's had to been oh. for Arizona to get rid of him when they still owe him $37 million more. And they're ready to eat the money. Right. They're just eating the money. They're just like, get, get him out of here. Can't, can't take him. He's pitched four games. He's pitched 16 innings. He's done. He's, I think he's washed. I think he's done. Great pitcher. In his day, he was great. Pitched a lot that, of innings. That, what, what a terrible contract that was, it was. for it Arizona. Really was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You only have so many pitches in that arm. Mm-hmm. And it's done for him. It's it, you know. Would I be shocked if the Yankees took a shot at him? I would not be because it's not going to cost them anything. But right. if you're expecting to get anything out of him, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a stretch at this point. Now I understand what Jonathan's saying though. If Houston gets him, you know what they do in Houston. Right, right. That would worry me. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That would worry you. I get it. I understand that stuff, that side of it. But uh, you know, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see. It. I don't see the Yankees going for him. <laughs> Listen. The way the Mets starting rotation is, they might make a call, <laughs> considering yeah. 
you know, the injuries they've got, and now you've got you're sitting um, Scherzer for two weeks. You know, he's going to miss a couple of starts. So, you know, it, it's it's interesting. But, no, I think he's done. I really do. When we return, Gordon, we'll uh, have some fun, see what's going on with Giants, and we'll take a couple of minutes and see what's happening at Nick practice today before they get ready for Game 3 tomorrow night at the Garden here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. No, nothing's changed since we talked, whatever that was, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Nothing's changed since we talked at the owners' meetings. Joe Shane asked if anything's changed with Saquon Barkley, Gordon. That's one of the things that's happening over at Giants OTAs inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Joe Shane was also asked, do you expect to see Saquon on the field week one? Yeah, you have to ask him. I'm not sure. I don't know what his plan is. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in probably three weeks. Do you think he still wants to be? On this team. I haven't talked to him. Mm. Gordon, this doesn't sound good. I'm just—I mean, I know they're going to—I know they're going to. I—I I expect. I'm not going to say I know. Let me retract that. I expect that they will figure it out because they—they they have gotten some weapons, but they still need him, I believe. But this—this this, it's kind of almost a dismissive comment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems like they're not. He hasn't talked to them. He hasn't talked to the agent. I don't know what's going on. And why your initial reaction to that question would not be, well, yeah, I expect him to be here. Yeah, I know. But, uh, huh, interesting. Uh, Joe Shane, have you spoken to uh, Dexter Lawrence at all? I talked to Dexter's representatives this week. We're in dialogue's good there. So, yeah, I've, I've talked to him. Again, it's hard this time of year. We're, we're deep into the draft and the draft preps. But, yeah, we've had good conversations with Dexter's representatives. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where that stands here moving forward. All right. Well, he's in line long with Quinn and Williams. They're going to get paid a lot of money. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open up the – back up the truck. They're going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, paid. it's clear that they're – you know, that they've come to their decision on Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They, they, they used the – he had a chance to sign a contract during the year. He didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. So wait, he missed, he missed his chance, <laughs> and now he's he's kind of stuck. So uh, look, if he wants to decide to just do the bare minimum, so he, he you know whatever's required. I don't know how many games is it nine games that you have to play or something like that. Maybe that's what he does. I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that Saquon would do that because he does seem to kind of carry himself the right way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would expect him to be ready for week one. But in terms of anything voluntary, no, you know, don't don't be there. If you're on, unha- he's unhappy with his contract. I understand why he's unhappy with his contract. Yeah, but unfortunately, this is the position that running backs are in. Tough to yeah. get paid. It is. It is. Uh, just for the Jet fans, ready, Gordon? Just for the yeah. Jet fans. Calais Campbell was on the crew. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay. uh, he I'm not was sure saying, what that is, but well, I'm, you know, it's, well, you know, it's, it's it's one of these little podcasts, and he okay. said he said that um, you know when that Aaron Rodgers texted him when he was considering the Jets to try to recruit him to the Jets. So you know, Aaron Rodgers is trying to get his. If I'll say this, if he really he really wants to to be. Tom Brady here to be a general manager of this team. That's what he wants to try to do. He wants to bring. He's not doing a very good job. No. I I hope as a quarterback when he gets here, he does a better job with his accuracy as a quarterback than he did in terms of who he wants and who's going to end up here. 
Odell Absolutely. didn't end up here. Calais Campbell didn't end up here. Mm-hmm. Listen, he, he he got Lazard. He said he's happy. Okay. He got Lazard. And he got and he, and he got his backup guy who knows just how he likes his coffee. How from he Starbucks. likes his coffee. Yep. From Starbucks, so he's good. Two sugars, one cream. That's it. That's it. And then he'll be good to go. Gordon, it's game three tomorrow night at the Garden. How do you feel? What's your thought process going in? I'm a little worried. Okay. I'm a little worried. Okay. Hmm. Because you got it. You. I mean, yeah. You, you have to respond. I expect that they will respond, but you also have to win. Yeah. You're right. I don't I don't want to live in a world, Larry, where they lose that game and then Saturday for four hours from, from three to seven, I'm 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 spiraling on the air talking about the next season. I don't need it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And yeah. I was resigned to I would have been okay going into this series if they lost the series. Let's say six hard fought games. Mm-hmm. You go down to, in six games. Okay, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. But you can't get embarrassed. You can't be exposed. Right. And they got embarrassed in game two. They did. So the reason why I asked you what you what you're feeling about the Knicks coming back in game three is because that's what Tom Thibodeau was asked, and here's what he had to say. We didn't play as well as we would have liked in game two as a team. That's not an individual sport. You, you don't necessarily have to shoot well to play well. Uh, you know, we had, you know, 14 steals in the game uh, in game two. So, you know, be active, help rebound, push the ball, run the floor. Sometimes you get in the easy bucket. That's what gets you going. You know, or you know, get an offensive rebound, kick it out for a three, and that gets you going. So the, those hustle type plays, those are huge. The uh, whether it's a, the turnover into transition, the offensive rebound, the kick out, like all those things matter. I thought the one thing in looking, we we did attack the rim well. I thought thought we could have got to the line more than we did. I mean, they were they were trying to take fouls. You know, we and we got 30, but we probably should have 40, 50. Who knows? All right, so that's Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Gordon, he's a little Aaron Boone to him in that one. I, I wanted to be a bit more, you know what I'm saying, a bit more critical. Gruff. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's him to the media. Obviously, I know he wasn't very nice to them during the film sessions, I would think. I would not uh, knowing, think so. No, knowing tips as I do. Gordon, here's another coach. It's Jeff Van Gundy, who does a tremendous job on the ABC ESPN telecast, along with Mark Jackson and, of course, the Hall of Famer, Mike Breen. And the guys asked, because he was on uh, TMKS Wednesday, and the guys asked Jeff, <laughs> the million-dollar question that everybody's been asking, can R.J. Barrett be fixed? Well, I think he's really good when he can get all the way to the basket with his left hand. But in the playoffs, they're going to take away your strengths. How big a gap is there between your greatest strength and your next reliable skill is really important because right now, from a jump shooting standpoint, he just doesn't have that skill. So you can't get all the way to the bucket like over and over again against the best defensive teams in the NBA, which is the teams you find in the playoffs. <laughs> He's so right, Gordon. He can't he can't buy a jumper consistently. And and honestly, he really never has. And listen to how specific the praise was there. Mm-hmm. He's really good driving to the basket with his left hand. It wasn't like it wasn't a broad compliment. It was mm-hmm. a very specific, narrow compliment. Yes. That that's not a great sign. No, it's not. No, it's not. So uh It'll be interesting and, to see. And the in, not an insult, but the criticism was 
but he can't hit a jump shot. <laughs> that you know, like that's not a fair trade. That's not a good equal. That doesn't balance. It doesn't. No. It does not. It does not. So what's Jalen Brunson looking looking for in this game? Well, he thinks the bench is going to be better. I think, like I said before, their their confidence is um, always at an all-time high. You can never tell when they're too high or too low. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about them at all. Um, like it, it's part of the game to miss shots, and um, it's going to have to respond. It's just how the game of basketball is. It's all about how you respond in the series, and um, I'm not too worried about that. And uh, the way that we hold each other accountable as a team, you know, we know that they'll bounce back, and um, we got their back. All right, so that's Jalen Brunson. Last one, Gordon, real quick. Julius Randle was asked, "Do you feel the? Did you feel the pain next day after that fall of you being in the game too long?" I don't know, man. I'm I'm built for these kind of battles. So I put so much time in the weight room and. I put a lot into my body for recovery and stuff like that. So uh, my kids have beat me up worse. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. We'll be listening on Sunday. Have a good weekend, my friend. You too, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Freddie and Fitz next on 98.7 ESPN.